Hi everybody, welcome to this second mini-sode of the Community is a Minute Name podcast for Homelessness Week, brought to you by GCH Grampians Community Health. My name is Gareth Oliver, thank you once again for joining me for another mini-sode, and uh, this time I'm talking with some of the homelessness staff from Uniting Wimmera. I'm talking to Joel and I'm talking to Caitlin, and they talk a bit about what they do up there at uh, Uniting and uh, how they can help people who might be in need of homelessness support. So uh, have a listen to what they had to say and um, and uh, see if you can get something out of it. I certainly got something out of it and uh, I hope you guys do too. On this uh, mini-sode of the Homelessness Week specials for the Communities of Middle Name podcast, I'm joined by Joel and Caitlin from Uniting Wimmera. Thank you so much, Joel and Caitlin, for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and I'm pulling the curtain back a little bit here. It has been a bit of an effort to try and get this organised between uh, all the stuff you guys would have had on with the lead-up to Homelessness Week and some stuff that's happened here. But um, talk about what you guys do at Uniting Wimmera. So I'll go first. So I'm Joel and I am 0.5 as a youth support worker for homelessness and 0.5 as creating connections. So that's helping people engage in education, training and employment. So um, I am a full-time youth outreach worker um, with a focus on homelessness in particular, um, supporting ages 15 to 25 um, for young adolescents who are experiencing homelessness or at risk of homelessness um that's pretty much me in a nutshell full-time on that so 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 what's it like up there for for young people in homelessness is it um like you, you obviously don't want to think the worst but if you've got multiple people working in this field there must be something happening yeah so i mean at the moment there's definitely a housing and homelessness crisis and that does include young people in it um with the expense of living at the moment becoming really difficult to live your life, I guess. And, yeah, that doesn't exclude the Wimmera. So, yeah, every night across our community there are young people sleeping rough, couch surfing, sleeping in tents, in cars, all around Horsham. But it's just not as visual here as, I guess, in Melbourne. Yeah. And homelessness doesn't just target one demographic. We're seeing it from young people, families, male, females, elderly. Um, it's, it's everybody. And they like to say that what, uh, a person's at least one step away from being homeless at one point in their life. It doesn't take very much. It can be a job loss. It can be um, a, your private rental going up for sale. Um, yeah, it's pretty tough out there. Um, yeah, Caitlin, it's interesting you mentioned that because I know other years when I've done stuff for our our socials around homelessness week, the, the first time I did, it, I was so surprised to hear that it was it was older women who were the the, the main homeless group, you know, fifty five plus. Yeah. Um, you know, are we still seeing that, or has that changed a bit with um, since the C word that we had a few years ago? So I can give you some statistics around that if if you'd like. I love so, stats. Um, At the moment, around 6% of rough sleepers are single males. 
and 60% are on the streets of Horsham, if that's some, t- some statistics there for you. Um, and also, in the 12 months to the end of June, we've supported 733 people experiencing homelessness that have come to us. But on that token, we've also had to turn away 777 people um, just because we didn't have um, the capacity to support them at that time or our wait list are about two weeks just for getting an appointment. Um, so it's just stressing me because we want to help as many people as we can and it's heartbreaking to know that we're not actually getting to anybody and everybody that needs the support. So Yeah, and we're finding that um, we've just had a new program called Straight to Home um, and the worker Glenn has been going out pretty much searching for rough sleepers, so people living in the bush and that, and he's finding a lot of elderly people sleeping in their cars, sleeping in caravans and having a whole setup out in the bush sometimes. And, yeah, he's finding a trend definitely in elderly people, which is quite shocking. So I think a lot more young people present, but maybe a lot of elderly with their pride in that stuff may not feel comfortable. We're just seeing people that would never normally ask for support come for support. Um, this is what I mean about there being no general demographic of who can come for our support. It's anybody and everybody. Homelessness affects everybody. It's not just yeah. one marginalisation. It's everybody that we can think of that it's affecting. Um, so, yeah, our program, our intention is to support um, people if they are sleeping rough by providing them tents and swag, sleeping bags and mattresses. Um, just to keep them safe for the night the during the cold. I mean, it's freezing right now in the Wimmera, so. I think minus one last night. Mm-hmm. Well, minus one this morning. I couldn't imagine being out overnight last night. Um, it breaks my heart to know that people are actually stuck out there. We also are led to believe that potentially people who are sleeping rough, they will sleep during the day and then try and stay, like walk around and find somewhere warm at night time because it's hard to sleep here at night time and it's maybe unsafe for them to sleep throughout the night, but it's safer for them to do it during the day. Well. Wow. Yes. Okay. That's, that's really interesting. It's, and, you know, it's, you guys talking about that stuff. Um, the, inter- the, uh, the podcast I did with, um, with Andrew from here at JCH yesterday, we were actually talking about how there's a lot of rough sleepers around this part of the town. So I'm, I'm in Ararat. Um, and Green Hill Lake is a very popular spot. And yeah, when you were talking about that, I thought, man, if it was cold up there, imagine sleeping in a tent, you know, by a lake in the middle of winter. It would be just, Unfathomable. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so Joel, when people come to your nighting, um, mm-hmm. because you guys are the entry point, is that correct for, for most people? So the way the services work, if you don't mind me um, popping in, is... No, it's fine. The way, way it works is at reception, the receptionist will, Alison will book our appointments for entry point. So we have two part-time workers in entry point, um, so they work on an appointment-based system. Any crisis go across to our team leader. Um, but there is two entry point workers, and that's where all the referrals go to. Um, we then delegate them where they need to go. So those entry point workers will send them to us and youth. They will send them to the Salvation Army. They will send them to GCH. They will refer them to Wintering Camp for the over-55s. Um, if that 
sort of makes sense there. And then maybe like a couple of referrals that happen at once because, I mean, at Uniting we do have a lot of other services that can contribute to homelessness. So whether that's um, alcohol and other drugs, mental health. Youth and family reconciliation, crisis support. All that stuff. So that can happen through Entry Point as well or through us when we get the referrals and start working with those young people. So it's a real holistic thing you guys are doing, isn't it? Yes. We love to work together. (laughs) Oh, excellent. And so, Caitlin, just step me through it. If someone comes uh, to to Uniting and they're assigned to you, what would then you go out and visit the the family or the young person? What would would you be saying and what would you be doing with them? So, first off, the first thing we do is introduce ourselves. So, obviously, I would say, hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm a youth outreach worker. Um, my program is voluntary. You can choose to participate if you, if you want to. You don't have to at the end of the day. Um, we give a no-judgment approach. We support them based around them. Like, it's about them and what they want to do. So we, we go through our, like, program, get our consents and things, um, begin making a case plan for them and target them specifically to what they want to do. So everything we do is led by the client themselves. They're the ones that have a voice. That young person has a voice. That um, over 55 person has a voice. The um, single fa- single female, single male, they all have a voice. Um, everyone has a voice in our in our world. So excellent. And and guys, we've been going almost about 10 minutes. This is a mini side. I reckon that we could easily do a full length podcast talking to you guys about this stuff because it's fascinating. Oh, absolutely. We are so passionate. Well, you know, I might just. I might just hold you to that, Caitlin. We'll see. Um, but before we before we we do sort of finish up for this one, um, yep. and and Joel, I'll go to you first. Is there any any messages, anything you'd like to get out to anyone listening? And then Caitlin, same for you. I mean, the way that people can help, I guess, um, we're currently running our winter appeal, where you can help bring some much needed warmth to locals doing it uh, tough. So. Just $30 is enough to buy a new blanket or a jacket. We also accept new donations, so it has to be, like, brand new pretty much, um, of blankets, swags, tents, bedding, dunas, non-perishable foods, and then we can hand that out to our clients and that can contribute back into the community. So it is quite like a circle. Um, But even if you know of someone or you yourself are afraid just presenting or calling up uniting is the hardest thing to do, but it's the best way to get into the program. Yeah. Caitlin? I think Joel took the words right out of my mouth. Um, don't be afraid to speak up. We are here to help. We do the absolute best that we can. We don't know unless someone lets us know that somebody is struggling. Like I said to you earlier, I think, Almost everyone's one step away from potentially being homeless. At this rate, at the way the rates are going and the interest in the rental market, we're all very, very close. So I think keeping that in the forefront of our mind um, is really important. It doesn't. It's it's not biased to anybody. Um, and of course, there's going to be people that choose to live a lifestyle of homelessness and don't want any assistance, and that's also fine. And it's also fine to change your mind and think maybe I do need some help. Maybe it's all right to actually reach out and get some supports. Yes. 
Yeah, well said. Well said. I, I couldn't agree with you both more on this. So, um, so Joel and Caitlin, I really do appreciate you coming on and having a chat on the Communism and Demand podcast. Thanks again. Thanks Thank you for so having us. Thank you, Caitlin, and thank you, Joel, for coming on to this mini-sode of the Community is Aminodam podcast brought to you by Grampians Community Health. We will have one more mini-sode coming down the line for you guys as part of Homelessness Week. Um, check out all the stuff that's happening on our socials around Homelessness Week. There's events that we have been holding right across the Wimmera and, uh, and Grampians region, so check that out. And uh, for more information about our services, go to gch.org.au. We will be having an end of Homelessness Week uh, full episode with all the conversations that I have had for the mini-sodes all put in together into one jam-packed episode that, uh, that you guys can enjoy. But for now, for mini-sode number two, I will say uh, thanks for joining me. And uh, on behalf of everyone at GCH, I will talk to you again very shortly. So long.